Hope you're ready because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. Try not to make a fool of yourselves. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Video Game Rewind. And right now you're probably saying to yourself, what the heck? is Video Game Rewind, because I'm listening to Saturday Morning Rewind, I thought. Well, you're not mistaken, because I don't know about everybody else out there, but to me, Saturday mornings weren't just about cartoons. When noon hit, it's not like nowadays where cartoons are 24-7. When noon hit on Saturdays for me, cartoons were over. So what else do you do on a Saturday? For me, I played video games. I played a lot, a lot of video games. And so I just wanted to create a brand new show called Video Game Rewind, where it's going to be so similar to Saturday Morning Rewind, you probably won't even notice too much of a difference, other than the fact that Gary is not with us, and we are joined by Jacob. Jacob, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm awesome, Tim. Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited to do this. Uh podcasting is always a blast and what better way to do it than somebody who I listen to all the time and has a love <laughs> for animation as I do and now we can talk about video games my my other love and passion yes and so people who are familiar with Saturday Morning Rewind which I'm sure a lot of people are right now they know who I am but who is Jacob well uh I am a kind gentleman some would say uh, others would not <laughs> no I uh, I'm I live in uh, Indiana I have a podcast called Stuck in the Heartland that I do with a friend of mine Zach Moore where we talk about our childhood um just lots of different things we do a lot of interviews it's actually a lot of the same um type of stuff that you do Tim mm-hmm. um we've had a lot of the same people actually on our podcast so uh, it just kind of felt natural for me and you to tag team this video game rewind podcast and really uh, make it happen. So exactly, yeah, that's that's, so, that's me. <laughs> so yeah, what what to look forward to with video game rewind? It's going to be a lot of the same actually, but instead of talking about cartoons, talking about my other love, my my love for retro gaming. For me, it's mainly going to come down to games from the eighties and early nineties, which is honestly, if you listen to the Saturday Morning Rewind, it's probably about the same thing you know because i was Mm -hmm. born in 1980 and so of course my love started around 80 and you know started to not die down but you know i got older i became a teenager and and less involved with animation and and video games so that's why i'm gonna be picking from a lot of nes snes that kind of stuff what about you jacob yeah i mean pretty much the same thing i i was born in 87 but um i grew up on the nes mostly um of course moved into the super nintendo 64 right around that time i got into the playstation so i'll talk a little bit about uh playstation one games probably Mm -hmm. won't really get into anything newer than that just because although at this point in time yeah that is considered retro i mean to me, it's not. So uh, mostly, you know, Super Nintendo, some Genesis, mm-hmm. um, but NES is really, for, for me, whenever I think about childhood video games, the regular Nintendo is what I always go back to is the, the NES. That's, uh, that's the mothership for me. Mm. I might, I might, have, I mean, I know, I know I will. I know I'll talk about the Sega Dreamcast just a little bit because, yeah, it wasn't probably late 99s, early 2000s, but... I would still consider that a vintage retro console, sure. mainly because it only lasted a couple of years. 
but I love the Sega Dreamcast. I'm sure a lot of those games will come up for me as well. Yeah, well, that's good because I'd actually, uh, one thing I am looking forward just talking to you previously before the show is that we have a lot of different tastes in video games mm-hmm. and we did a lot of different things growing up with video games. So I think it's going to be kind of cool to go back and visit some of the stuff that you talk about that maybe I didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to check out then. Cause really with the dreamcast, the only thing I remember is like crazy taxi. <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of the first games I got, but Shenmue, you need to play Shenmue, man. It's amazing. And that's the game I'm probably going to bring up pretty soon. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Once we get to that point. Exactly. So right now the basic formula is, I pick a game to talk about, and Jacob picks a game to talk about, and we just go into detail, you know, our memories of the game, uh, certain details about the game, like when it was made and who made it, that kind of stuff. So for today's episode, our very first episode, I picked Rock and Roll Racing for the Super Nintendo. I picked Wizards and Warriors for the NES. So we yes. both we both sat down and played it as of recently, and I played both as a kid, of course, you know, I loved rock and roll racing i mm-hmm. didn't play wizards and warriors a ton as a kid i hardly have any memories on it so i can't wait to hear about your memories and your thoughts on the game awesome yeah yeah and i mean the cool thing here is that i've recently played both of these games because <laughs> i'm an uber nerd so i still play a lot of my old school games yes <laughs> so let's just get into it then um jacob how about how about you go first with your choice Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Wizards and Warriors, really the reason that I picked this. So whenever I'm thinking about old school games and I'm thinking about something that I would sit down and play, the main thing that comes to mind when thinking about any NES game is frustration. <laughs> and, yes. and, and really with Wizards and Warriors, man, you want to talk about a frustrating game. It was so difficult for me as a kid and mostly because it, you, you had no idea what to do. I mean, you jumped into the game <laughs> and Figure it out. You don't know what these monsters are. All you know is that you're some sort of knight in a forest, and you have to kind of go from there. There's there's no direction whatsoever, yeah. and um, it, it is a platforming game. So you know you can jump on the stumps and kind of start climbing up into the trees a little bit, and you can go side to side a little bit. But there's not. It's not like a run through level like a lot of people. Um, you know. Uh, maybe think of whenever they think about platforming games from um, the late 90s because this was actually developed in 87 so it was it was developed um, the same year I was born I was born in February 1987 this came out in December of mm-hmm. 1987 um, and the company that developed it was rare which I'm sure a lot of people who think of old school video games rare is definitely one that comes to mind because they had their hand in so many great games like um battle toads which a lot of people kind of um don't appreciate but you know childhood me loved battle i loved it as a kid yeah that was a great game it's another hard one but it's a fun one yeah, which we'll talk about that later, oh, I guarantee. Sure. One of us is going to bring that one up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they also developed RC Pro-Am, which was one of the only racing games I really, really played a lot of growing up. And then Donkey Kong Country, later GoldenEye, and Banjo-Kazooie, and j- just a lot more games that Rare actually had their hands in. So this was um, only their second game that they uh, released on the NES. Uh, the first one was a game... I think it was called like uh, Salem or something like that. I never played it personally, mm-hmm. um, but you know, for being their second game that that came out on the NES, I feel like personally, I mean, they nailed it. This game to me was awesome. And again, 
frustrating as all get out. <laughs> and um, when I was younger and I would play the game, uh, it, it's funny that this is the first one I want to bring up because, man, I never got past the first level in this game <laughs> <laughs> growing up. Now, now you know, uh, I will you know, brag on myself a little bit. I've been to the second level of this wow. game now, Tim. Good for you, man. <laughs> That's impressive. I like that. Now, ask me if I've been to the third level. <laughs> Have you been to the third level? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was playing it last night, and I just, I don't remember anything about the game. And I, I started playing, and I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> and then the whole visual of a, of a knight jumping down trees, up tree limbs, up, up stumps, is like, this is so realistic. I'm sure every knight did this. Yeah, and all that armor, they were just, it was very, yeah. not a lot of people know this, but armor is very lightweight, and it's mm -hmm. easy to jump around in. Super. <laughs> um, another, uh, one of the things I think that I really think about whenever um, I think about old video games, one thing that always kind of triggers it for me is the music in the games. Mm -hmm. um, and this one, the, you know, just the start of the music to me, that's what always pulled me in. And it didn't matter how horrible I was at the game, how much I couldn't get past that first level. I always wanted to play it because it was the intro to the game. You know, it's like, do-dum, do-dum. It's like really, really inviting. Like it's almost like a challenge. Like, come on, let's see if you can do this. <laughs> um, and I never could. But I, I always, always loved uh, the way that it, it just started um, off, which the composer, David Weiss, it's funny because he actually he worked with Rare a lot because he did their first game, uh, Salam. He did that with them. Then Wizards and Warriors, RC Pro-Am. Um, he went on to do a lot of, uh, I mean, his wiki page is full of so many games that he mm. composed. He did the NES version of who framed Roger rabbit, um, which, you know, is what it is, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, he just paddle battle toads was him too on the game wow. boy, um, and the NES. So just the guy's list goes on and on and on all the way actually up until, uh, I believe, um, this year he's even got some more coming out or, or a couple years ago at least. Wow. So um, very extensive career. But what's funny about Wizards and Warriors is like you were saying, you know, you jump in and you have no idea what's going on. All you know is that you're a knight. Mm. So um, I wanted to look up, you know, okay, what is it that, that I'm even doing or supposed to do? What's Because back then you have no idea. Mm -hmm. you, you're blind. You don't know. And it's funny because I've read – the um, the description and and this is the description I want to give you and it cracks me up because so much thought went into this that no one ever got back then. <laughs> it says <laughs> in the game players control Kuros, the Night Warrior of the Books of Excalibur. Okay, I'm gonna stop right there. So uh, the Night Warrior of the Books of Excalibur. How do you how are you even supposed to know that? And obviously, nope. someone was paid. <laughs> to come up with this storyline and, and probably spent weeks and months and, and, and so much time on this storyline uh, for this night that no one ever knew. <laughs> so you're a night warrior of the books of Excalibur. As he sets out in the kingdom of Elrond to defeat the evil wizard Malakil, 
who holds the princess captive in Castle Ironspire, located deep within Elrond's forest. During the game, players make their way through forests, tunnels, and caves, battling hordes of enemies and collecting treasure, magical items, and additional weaponry to get past the obstacles and hazards that lie in their path. Okay, so, yeah, that sounds awesome, but it would have been cool to know any of that yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the day. There's no opening dialogue or reading or anything. No, it just says press start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, it just cracks me up because I, you know, I've always been a fantasy nerd, uh, you know, like back in the day I loved and I still do. So I don't know why I'd say back in the day, but you know, I loved Conan and, and um, you know, the Conan comics and stuff like that whenever I could get my hands on them, which was very few times but um the books the you know the paperback books and all the movies and then uh, you know even the, even that horrible hercules uh, show that was on uh, mm-hmm. i even loved that so i've always loved like fantasy uh, mythology type stuff so this um would have been right up my alley which it was but i probably would have been more into the game if i had any kind of backstory whatsoever (laughs) and and i think once you play through the game like every time you beat a level you save a different princess so there's ultimately the the one princess that you want to save that you're trying to get to the very end but every level you're saving a princess and it gives you a little bit of information so i mean i guess as you make your way through the game you could kind of piece some of this information together but even then, you know, watching I watched playthroughs of the game and it, it's still I don't think it gives you all that information yeah. that's in the description. So I don't get it. I, th- I think there's almost more descriptions in like a Super Mario game than in this game here. Yeah, because I don't even think it says like whatever you save one of the princesses, not like, oh, wrong princess, <laughs> wrong princess. your princess is in another castle. <laughs> it's just like, OK, I guess I'll keep going. I saved her. Didn't I win? What's going I know. on here? I know, seriously. And um. The one actually cool thing I found out was that the main character of, of Kuros actually appears in Captain N, the Game Master, the, the the cartoon. Right, yeah, yeah. And that's what's crazy about that is um, so many – they pulled so many characters from the old school games for the cartoon, but – you, 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 I'm sure whenever you watch that, you were probably like, wait, wait, who's, There's a who knight. is this? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that's I, something I would like to do. Is I, I want to go back and, and actually watch some of those Captain yes. N because I don't remember a lot of them. So I want to, I want to watch, you know, some of it at least. Yeah, it's a, it's a rare find. It's a rare DVD. I think it's like around 100 bucks on Amazon right now. So I don't, I don't know if any of them are online either on YouTube or anything. But I would be a lot cooler if they were. I know, seriously, especially with the, uh, <laughs> especially with you know something like Wreck It Ralph out, you know, a whole video game concept of all coming together. You would think something like this would really pick up, and they would re-release Captain N on DVD. But yeah, well, hopefully they will. I mean, there there is that other Wreck It Ralph that's supposed to come out mm-hmm. soon. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that video game nostalgia is really going to pick up more. I know that there's podcasts out there and there's websites you can go to, but um, I and I've been seeing a lot more like T-shirts and stuff like that with um, you know, retro games on it. So I really, really hope that it's something that all of a sudden just hits the mainstream because people. Here's what this is side sidebar for a second, Tim. This is something that really frustrates me is whenever you have something like, okay, obviously we love old school cartoons. We love old video games, you know, all, all the retro stuff reminds us of our childhood. 
What really bugs me is whenever that stuff comes into the mainstream and, I, and all of a sudden you start seeing like everybody's wearing a yeah. Ninja Turtles t-shirt yeah. and everybody's wearing a Super Mario shirt. What bugs me is all the people that you get that are like, oh, they're posers, man. I love that before anything and oh, I hate I hate this. It's like I get that. I, I get that you don't like that, but I love when people that don't even realize what they're doing feed my addiction. Like, like, go ahead and buy all the merchandise because the more merchandise you buy, the more they're going to make, which means the more I get. So I always hate whenever you hear people be like, oh, man, I hate these posers. They don't even know. They don't realize. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's fine. Let let them just fuel our addiction. Let them, let them be the ones that are going out and, and they're voting with their wallet, if you will. They're saying, yes, this is what I want. And they're, they're paying all the money so we can get all these t-shirts that we want and we can get all these DVD releases or, you know, remastered video games and all these things. I, man, I'm all for that. I'm good with that. It, it's almost, that's the way I feel about the 2017 DuckTales reboot coming out. It's like, you know, Honestly, I don't want it to happen. I don't hate that it's happening, but if you look at it this way, there's going to be a lot of good merchandise, hopefully hopefully out there, that you can buy because when I was a kid, there was hardly anything DuckTales you could buy. No toys. You right. know, they had a couple stuffed animals and you know, kids' meal toys and all, but not official toy lines. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is um, you know, I have a friend who who – who hates you know whenever they do this he's like no thanks i don't want anything to do with that and it's like look man my kids are gonna watch it and they're gonna get down on this they're gonna love it i guarantee my kids are going to love it it's the same thing with the new ninja turtles you know the ninja turtle reboot that they did a few years Mm -hmm. ago and that's still going on nickelodeon that everybody was against nobody wanted anything to do with that well i heard rob paulson was in on it so i was like okay well Mm -hmm. i'll give it a i'll give it a shot at least and man, it has completely made all these new kids fall in love with the Ninja Turtles again. So now we have all this new Ninja Turtle stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've actually sat down and watched it with my my boys and 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 my daughter even. And it's not bad. It's actually really really good. Yeah. The storylines and stuff. So I you know I'm I for one I always I usually I won't say always but I usually try to sit back, wait a little bit, let whatever's going to happen happen and then I'll voice my opinion but at least let's you know try it out let's give it a shot and if nothing else hopefully we will get to benefit like some old you know they they'll release old stuff like yeah. uh, I know there's a couple of um a couple of, of toy companies like NECA and stuff like that 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 they'll they'll release you know retro toys and stuff but man they're always so expensive I don't I, I don't want to pay that much money for <laughs> no it no kidding I, th- I think the difference between rebooting something that we grew up with now versus, you know, even five years ago, the difference is more often than not, if they reboot it now, somebody who grew up on that franchise is behind the reboot. Yeah. And yeah, so that's true. it's not just a company. It's not just like Warner Brothers just wanting to make money. Yeah, true. They do want that. But it's also a fan wanting to make something for the fans. Exactly. Well, that's like what the Ninja Turtle reboot. I, I I feel horrible forgetting his name, but the guy who's behind all of that, he um he grew up on the Ninja Turtles, and you know that was one of his big loves, and he he was one of the guys who actually would get the comics and and mm-hmm. call you know um 
Laird Neesman and be like, hey, when's the next comic coming out? And, you know, he was one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and now he gets to make them. So that's what makes it so good is because, man, there's passion behind it. You yeah. know, people will be like, how could you be passionate about cartoons or video games or stuff? Well, whatever. You live in, you know, your real world. That's fine. This is my world and I could be passionate about whatever I want. Yep. <laughs> So before I go into my pick for this episode, I actually, I forgot to give a quick shout out to our intro voice. I don't know if you heard it or not. I'll play it again in one second. But go back to our intro. You will hear an amazing voiceover actor and also a fairly huge video game character himself. The character you heard in our intro was Duke Nukem himself, John St. John. Thank you so much. It was amazing. And I get goosebumps when I hear it. Yeah, so do I. I mean, that was the thing. Whenever you first sent that over to me and you're like, hey, what do you think of this? I had tears in my <laughs> eyes because Duke Nukem <laughs> said my name. <laughs> he sure did. And we will have him on the show shortly, I hope. So he, yes. he was up for an interview. So you will hear that hopefully soon on Video Game Rewind. Awesome. And in case Good. you didn't, in case you didn't, you know, realize who it was, here is the intro once again. Hope you're ready, because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. Try not to make a fool of yourselves. Okay, so my game. Like I said earlier, I picked Rock and Roll Racing for the Super Nintendo. Now, I first got connected with this game, I think it was late. 93 or maybe even early 94 it was in my youth group actually which is kind of weird it's, it's a rock and roll game but in my youth group at church around 93 94 we had a lock-in i'm sure jacob you know what a lock-in is when it comes oh to yes <laughs> so for those of you who don't know you pretty much just get the youth together and you lock the doors and you stay up all night i think we stood up till maybe like eight or nine o'clock in the morning and a bunch of activities you know there's food or there's games and that kind of stuff and over in the corner, they had a TV set up with a Super Nintendo, and they had two games to choose from. Somebody brought Street Fighter, and somebody brought Rock and Roll Racing, and that was my first introduction to Rock and Roll Racing, and I think I played it probably for like five hours that night nonstop, because it was such an amazing game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome, you know. Um, for me, I grew up, my dad is a biker, uh, you know, so he, uh, he was all about rock and roll. He had, uh, you know, records, ACDC, Black Sabbath and everything. So whenever I started playing rock and roll racing, man, that was right up my alley. Yeah. I, I, I love that music. I mean, it, you start the game and you hear bad to the bone, like SNES version of bad to the bone. You can't yeah. get any better than that. Oh, I know, man. And the thing is, too, is going back and listening to them now, they actually sounded pretty good. They do. It sounds amazing. It's not the synth sound, you know, like an NES. It, it sounds really good. I would go to a concert of just this soundtrack. It would be amazing. Well, I don't know if I'd go to a concert, but I'd at least <laughs> buy the CD. <laughs> so Rock and Roll Racing, the, the, the premise is super simple. Um, the name pretty much says it all. It's a racing game with rock and roll music. And it's honestly a lot like the games like Off-Road, that kind of stuff. Where just, mm -hmm. The angle was a little different in the camera. It's not quite a straight down shot like an Off-Road. It's kind of at an at a, at a angle to where it's not first person, but it's not straight up either. And um, so just think of it as like Off-Road on acid, pretty much. I would that's, that's what I would call it, I think. So like I said, the game starts off with Bad to the Bone, which here, I'll play a little sample of it right now. 
And then you go to the menu and you can pick your player. You can you can pick um, Snake Sanders. He's like the long blonde, like '80s hair, you know, looking dude, like from an '80s hair band or something like that. Um, Cyberhawk kind of looks like Batman, and that's my character. I would always choose was Cyberhawk. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan Zypher, I think that's how you pronounce it. it. Looks a lot like a cheap ripoff of Chewbacca. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and Katarina, Katarina Lyons, almost like a Thundercats wannabe, looks like a you know a female cat, and uh, Jake Badlands, like a leather jacket dude with long blue hair. And guess who? Guess who I always played as? Oh, Jacob and Jake, that's so cute. <laughs> you know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's Tarquim or Tarquim. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, pretty much like a like a prince wannabe to me. Kind of like a, like a prince character. <laughs> yes, yes, good, good call. <laughs> so you, uh, we and we can't forget about Loudmouth Larry. Loudmouth Larry, the announcer, the whole thing, which I I really love that because. It made it more exciting, a uh, play-by-play, you know? Like, like so-and-so is about to blow! Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, it was so awesome. One cool thing, too, I, like, I loved the gameplay. Like you were saying, it was kind of like one of those off-road type games or whatever. Um, really, whenever I played it, I actually thought a lot like it played like RC Pro-Am, which yeah. uh, was one of my favorite games in the NES, which was another rare title. Um and it, they actually developed it with similar gameplay um, to uh, RC Prime, that, that same engine. So okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Nice. Good find. Yeah. <laughs> so then you go through and you pick your color of your car. And actually, no, first you pick your car. Um, there's three to choose from. There's like a sports car that costs like $70,000, which is ridiculous because you only start off with like 18000 um, right. Then you get like a truck looking thing and then like a monster truck looking thing. I usually pick the middle choice, like the truck looking car thing. It's kind of a mixture of a truck car. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an off-road car, like yeah. a buggy almost. Yeah. And then you go pick your color, black, blue, red, green, yellow. Of course, I'll be black because, you know, my character looks like Batman. Like I have like a Batmobile looking, you know, vehicle. Good call. Sound like you almost said I had to have a black looking Kia. So I didn't realize that Batman drove a Kia, so that's he, he interesting. Does. He sure does. <laughs> and much like those other games we mentioned, you can buy upgrades as you progress in the game and get money. You can get a new engine, better tires, weapons, because oh I forgot about weapons. You mm, have yes. like missiles and like bombs, proximity mines and 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 you can do like power jumps and like speed up, you know, boosts and that kind of stuff. So that made the game even more interesting. But I never really used the boost too often because more often than not, I flew over the track and into like the, you know, the wasteland or whatever it's called. Right. Yes. I did the same thing. Yeah. So I, I steered clear from that. I was really good at the game anyway, so I didn't really have to use the jump too often. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of the same way. Um, one thing that I was trying to find and I couldn't, could you find any information as, as far as like what all songs that they played on there? Because I know that there was like um, some Ozzy, Black Sabbath, stuff like that, but I couldn't find like um, a list of all the rock songs I that did. they played. Um, ones I can remember was Bad of the Bone, Born to be wild um the peter gunn theme song and there's i think two or three more that was used but i don't remember i'm gonna try to do some last minute investigating um yes there's paranoid so there's yeah, bad of yeah, the yeah. bone highway star that's the one i was really trying to think of by deep purple mm-hmm. um that was a good one then we had 
um, Paranoid, the Peter Gunn theme, like you were saying, Born to be Wild, and then the other one was Radar Love. Okay, yeah. Yes. Good good lineup. Good lineup right such there. Such a good lineup, and such a fun soundtrack. And to go along with the... the I mean, even the graphics, I thought, were really good for the SNES. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it was. It, it, it was a pretty simple style of mm-hmm. course you know much like rc pro-am but the thing is is that the way that they did it the way that you know they composed it the 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 graphics really did stand out i i really loved that game and i found out that the game was actually developed by a company at that time who was called silicon and synapse i think it's called right synapse yeah synapse mm-hmm. the and the cool thing is they're no longer under that name. Right now, they're under the name Blizzard Entertainment. Oh, yeah. And so if you know anything <laughs> about video games, I'm sure you've heard of Blizzard. They've made games like Diablo, World of Warcraft, Warcraft and so many games. Yeah, we could have stopped at Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, low blow. Shots fired. <laughs> I've never played WoW, so I, I can't say. I tried it, man. I could not get into it. Yeah. But Diablo, I see. The thing is, though, is that with with World of Warcraft, you have to be so dedicated to it. And man, I just I couldn't do that because I'm the type of guy like I'll play a video game, and then I'll play it for like maybe a couple weeks or something, and then I'll put it down and I'll play a different game. And yeah. then Maybe six months later, I'll come back to that yep. first one. Yep. You can't do that with World of Warcraft, but no. Diablo, you can. And so I love Diablo. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I, I can. I can, I'm having to force myself to invest into a game so long. Like right now, I'm still playing Fallout 4, and I've been I've had that game for like a year now, and I, I've pretty much have beaten it. But I'm trying to do it like every side quest there is, and that's taken forever, as you probably know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, those that listen uh, to our show, Stuck in the Heartland, or Dude, remember this. Um, my co-host of those shows, Zach, I'm at his house now recording. He's in the living room playing Fallout. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, there's more people. Actually, his screensaver on his computer that I'm looking at is a picture of Fallout. So, um, But that game, <laughs> man, you could play that game forever. He, I think he yeah. said he's on a second playthrough of it. Wow. Um, and I, I need to get back to it. I played a lot of it, but then I just kind of fell away. I, I need to get back into it. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing game. I wish we can talk about it, but it's not a retro game at all yeah maybe we'll do like a special episode maybe. one time like uh current current games for the retro guys or something yeah, like we that maybe we have a talk we could, about we could do like a segment in our show of something like that yeah yeah that'd be cool so one other cool thing that i found out about rock and roll racing i had no clue there is a sequel i did not know there's a sequel did it what system did it come out on because i did not know this either playstation really yeah in europe it was called rock and roll racing 2 red asphalt but in the united states it was only called red red asphalt huh yeah i did not know that i watched i watched a youtube video of it last night and i mean i could kind of see it but it's not the same the the camera's behind the vehicle so you're right there behind the behind your vehicle and to me i i wasn't impressed with what i saw and it, sure. was, it was more metal than than rock music, which is that's fine. I love metal too, but it to, from what I heard, I didn't hear any metal songs I knew. So I don't know if they had any mm. real songs or not. But I didn't, only watched maybe like five minutes of it. I wasn't too impressed. Maybe that's why I've never heard of it. Yeah, probably because I mean, it's a lot of times they try to take something like that that 
you know, that we loved and they'll try to update it. And it's like, man, if they would just do that, like make a second one with like, I know just different old yeah. school songs and maybe huh. different levels and stuff. Yeah. We probably would have got down on that, but don't try to make it a completely different gameplay. I mean, come on. Yeah. Maybe that's why they changed the name. Maybe that's why they just took off the rock and roll racing part of it. Yeah, probably. But anyways, yeah, that's what I got. Rock and roll racing. I loved it. And I still do. It's it's a rare find too. It goes for about maybe around 50 bucks used on eBay. Yeah, I see. I'm lucky. I've, I ended up finding uh, a couple of really good scores a few years back. And I have so many Super Nintendo and, and NES games now um, that a lot of these games that we'll probably talk about, I actually have hard copies of. Nice, I mean, nice. you can... I know you know it's not it's it's very frowned upon at times, but a lot of people play the emulators and whatnot. Yeah. Which you know, eh, if you can play if there if you can't get it any other way, exactly, I'm I'm all right with it. Because at this point, man, the game's so old and everything. Like, uh, just let somebody play it. On, they're on not the going to make any money off it. You're going to buy it used on eBay anyway. Right. It's like, come on. Let's just let let's let somebody play the emulators and and play the games that way. <laughs> exactly. Which I don't know exactly what the laws are, but I, I'm under the impression, or at least I thought, that if you have the hard copy of it, you're allowed to have a digital copy of it, too. That's so if I have I, any of the games on the emulator, I think I'm good. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I understand when it comes to media like DVDs and everything. Yeah, so it shouldn't be any different with cartridges. I don't know. I wouldn't know. think so, no. Well, let's talk about what we're going to talk about next week, man. I want to talk about the games. What? Tell me what game you want me to to play, and give us a sneak peek of what what we're gonna do next week oh, or next next show. Man, what am I gonna pick to play next time? I'm, I think I'm gonna pick Ducktales for the NES. Oh, thank you. Just give me an excuse <laughs> to play that game. <laughs> awesome, Ducktales. It is my man. Uh, so when is the last time you played that game? Um, not too long ago, actually. I have it. For Nintendo, I have the cartridge itself, and I have it for my my Game Boy, and I played the Game Boy one just last week. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So it's it's pretty fresh for you. Yeah, it's actually yeah. been a quite a while for me, so it'll be a it'll be a fun adventure for me to come and back I, into. I also have the Ducktales remastered on my Xbox One. I can play also. How's that? Is that is that pretty? Oh, good, it's great. Or? Yeah, because most of the voice cast is, is back, so there's no more reading. It's all the voice cast talking, and good eighty percent of them, the ones that aren't passed away, are on there. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I'm going to drop a name that you've probably never even heard of. This is a game that's special to me for um, sentimental reasons, but most people have no idea what this game is. It's a game for the NES called Daydreaming Davy. No, I don't know what that is. Man, I've never – I've talked with so many people, and I've never had anybody go, oh, yeah, I know that game. I even asked Mike Drucker one time, who we'll have on the show, who he knows all about video games. He's worked for IGN and Nintendo and um, Saturday Night Live and all different kinds of things. I asked him about it. Mike Drucker didn't even know what Daydream and Davey was. So uh, you're in for maybe a treat, but maybe <laughs> I just love it because of nostalgic reasons, and you're going to play it and be like, Jacob, what are you doing to me, bro? <laughs> That's probably going to be the reaction, I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> so we so yeah, so stay tuned for that and also check us out online. We are at SaturdayMorningRewind.com and find me on Twitter, it's at Saturday Rewind. What about you, Jacob? 
Yeah, you can um, find me pretty easy just about anywhere. The best place to go, if you go to YouTube, check out um, Stuck in the Heartland on YouTube. You can find all my videos and everything on there, and there's direct links to Twitter and, and Facebook and whatnot on there. So just look for Stuck in the Heartland at YouTube. Sweet, and we'll see you guys next month. Awesome. See you guys.